What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Quick Out Fantasy Football Show. John Pemba here with Andrew Cooper. It is week 16 of the NFL season, Coop. Hopefully many of you, hopefully all of you, have found your way through your fantasy football playoffs. Uh, obviously, last week certainly had some ups and downs when it came to performances, some breakouts, some surprises. Who would have known that uh, week 15 would have been the week of uh, Trey Sermon and you know, Zamir White, you know, uh, taking over and uh, winning some fantasy football uh, matchups. Uh, cool, my friend. How are we doing? I'm doing good, man. And it really, <clears throat> that's what it's all about. It's what this show has been all about all year is like, you got to avoid the landmines. Obviously, the big games are awesome when they do come. And we're try- what we're trying to do is look for guys we trust. With Zamir White, we were able to trust him, right? To some degree. We knew mm-hmm. he was going to be the starter, right? Some of these guys stepping in. There's a lot of guys where we say, hey, we don't trust this guy. And sometimes those guys will give you a zero. And a lot of times it is the guys that you know you trust or even sometimes are boring that will come out and randomly have the big games too. You know what I mean? Like it is the McCaffrey's, it's the Laporta's, it's those guys that have the three touchdown games. So that's where we're at. We're here to separate the – uh, you know, the two touchdown games from Jordan Addison, which right. we can probably trust, from the two touchdown games from Trey Tucker. And that's what we're <laughs> going to do today is we're going to go through the matchups. Thank you guys for taking your lunch breaks early. All you guys that came in and everyone hanging out. Uh, we are one hour early today. Uh, we just got to get it done. Get out there yeah. and get it happen. Uh, let's get into some of the top stories uh, from last week and heading into this week. Obviously, uh, injuries, once again, yeah. sort of rearing their head here. Uh, CJ Stroud remains in concussion protocol. Seems unlikely to be uh... cleared uh, in time for this week's matchup. So uh, do they go back to the Case Keenum experience? Do they give um, – now we've been blanking on what the other option there was. In, uh, Davis, Davis Mills. Yeah. Yeah. They go to Davis Mills. Um, you know, the, the situation there in Houston, obviously less than ideal for fantasy managers who are probably riding out Trout and Tank Dell and Nico Collins, you know, this whole season, and now they're out. Yeah, and, uh, it's kind of interesting because this one, the spread didn't move much. You know, it's like you know that Vegas, they've got people, uh, you know, behind the scenes, creeping yeah. under bleachers and stuff. They seem to always know what's going on before we do, you know. So uh, it, it seems like maybe they already knew or had a good idea that he wasn't going to be able to clear in time because not a lot of movement on the lines. So we're just going to – obviously, if, if, if Stroud were – if they're expecting him to play and this was a surprise, you would see yeah. a b- big movement because that that is a player that's obviously worth, what, two, three, four points? Yeah, on usually line. quarterbacks are a couple of points. This line opened at minus two. It's now uh, – actually, this line opened at Houston minus two. So I think it did move here, Coop, actually. Opened at Houston minus two. It's now Houston plus two and a half. So the Stroud news there moving the line four points. Remember, uh, that, remember that game a couple of years ago where – And Dak uh, Prescott. No, no, no. I was going to say the oh. one you and we were talking about where Baker Mayfield was out and the line didn't move at all. Oh, yeah, the line didn't move at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dak Prescott one last year was huge. The line moved like six points. Six when, points, when yeah. It was uh, expected he might end up not playing uh, there. Uh, so this one's already moved for Cleveland, uh, you know, going into Houston in this one. But obviously Cleveland's tough defense in, in Case Keenum there. Uh, you know, uh, the line is moving quickly in the uh, in the Browns' favor here. Uh, Jamar Chase suffered a shoulder injury already ruled out for this week. Uh, so those of you who had Jamar Chase for your fantasy football playoffs last week, uh, going to be scrambling for some replacements. Obviously, T. Higgins is going to be rostered in a lot of spots already. Maybe Tyler Boyd was available on your waiver wire and you were able to snag him up there. Is there anybody else in Cincinnati, Coop, that you'd look to grab to replace a Jamar Chase? So the problem is 
if T Higgins were out, I would actually say Trent Irwin, not, not in redraft or anything like that, but Trent Irwin is plays that big guy role. The mm-hmm. problem with, with, with chase being out is we haven't seen it yet. And Trent Irwin didn't get the full job last time. Andre Yoshiva also played a decent amount at flanker. They kind of mixed and matched. So I don't really trust anybody else. And I got to say, man, talk about uh, the first two picks in fantasy drafts. In a lot of cases, people were leaning into PPR. So they were taking Justin Jefferson, taking Jamar Mm -hmm. Chase. A lot of the Justin Jefferson teams didn't make the playoffs. And now a lot of the Jamar Chase teams are probably eliminated or they're going up without Jamar Chase. So I don't know if there really was a right answer between those two. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is in concussion protocol. There is some expectation that he may be able to work his way through, but at least of right now, he is still going through the league uh, procedures here. Could see C.J. Beathard making a start this week for the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, in their matchup here um, against the uh, – now I'm blanking on who they're facing. Uh, who, the, who the Jags playing this week? Uh, uh, Jags are has... playing the – I was just looking at it. Too, uh, Tampa right? Bay. So Jacksonville's got Tampa Bay. So we should see C.J. Beathard potentially facing uh, Tampa Bay this week if Trevor Lawrence is not able to get through. Yeah, I mean, again, we're going to get to that game when we get there, but – Typically, what you see with these guys, and the, the thing is, CJ Beathard, we've seen him play a few games. He's he's a NFL caliber quarterback. Like he's not going to come in and just be a superstar, most likely. But just like Nick Mullins, we weren't actually really downgrading those guys a ton from Romeo, from uh, Joshua Dobbs to Nick Mullins, because we've seen Nick Mullins play games. I've seen him throw a number of you know touchdowns. Yeah. Same thing with like Davis Mills and, and these guys and Joe Flacco to some degree. Like it's not like we're going out. Like if the Lions were to lose Jared Goff and start Hendon Hooker, that's when we say, oh boy. Because right. we've never seen this guy play. He's been coming off a torn ACL. That's a nightmare. Remember Malik Willis when he started? Nightmare. He's could not un- throw a football, yeah. Couldn't even throw it. Clayton Toon was pretty rough going up against the 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 Browns. Yeah. But some of these proven commodities, I don't move guys very far. What I do do a lot of times is – I lean into the lower A dot players because you know you're probably not going to see this guy move around a ton. Yeah. You're you're going to see a simplified playbook to some degree. So it usually it does hurt those the creative players downfield a little more than it does the quick hitters underneath. You know, a lot of a lot of first read stuff. So I don't know, Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram might be all right. We have sure. to discount him a little bit because of the unknown, but you know, if you yeah, don't Jay, have better options. Jones may not play this week. We always know Christian Kirk's out as well, so it just kind of bumps everybody up for exactly. Yeah, uh, that'd be for all right. that one. Uh, and then with the Chiefs here, their running back situation again gets a little bit more messy, or, or maybe not. Maybe it adds more clarity. Isaiah Pacheco is expected to return this week after whatever shoulder surgery procedure that he had. Um, seemingly, he'll be uh, ready to rejoin the team based off early reports. So, uh, you know, Clyde Edwards-Lair last week was pretty good. Derek McKinnon's been finding the end zone. Uh, but they're about to add Pacheco back into that mix. Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, it 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 definitely takes CH and McKinnon off the table for me because we know who the starter's been all year. Mm-hmm. Pacheco, you got to decide whether or not to start him. But I have to say, when I look around this running back landscape, it's kind of hard not to rank Isaiah Pacheco at least within the top 15, right? right? Like top, top 20 for sure. And in most leagues, unless you got really lucky, your team's a wagon or it's a dynasty or something, Anybody ranked within the top 24, you've got two running back slots and a and a flex spot. You're probably starting this guy. So okay. you know, we'll, we'll get to that matchup when we get there. We will. Uh, before we jump into our game-by-game breakdowns, it's time to give out our favorite uh, Sleeper Fantasy Plays of the Week here. Uh, if you haven't already downloaded the Sleeper app, I'm sure many of you got your fantasy football leagues over there. Anyways, uh, Sleeper has the pick'em games now as well. You can scan that QR code, use promo code VAULT3, or go to fantasy.com slash sleeper 
uh, and use promo code Vault3 when you sign up. Uh, you got a $100 deposit match right now. Sleeper uh, has a million-dollar uh, Santa giveaway going on right now. Uh, each $5 or more entry gives you a ticket into their drawing uh, where they're going to be giving away cold, hard cash. This is withdrawable funds. It's not game credits that you have to play through. They'll put that money right into your account, and you can withdraw it right away. The only way you earn those tickets is to play and enter. So uh, make sure you go download the Sleeper app, scan that QR code again, and take advantage of today's uh, offer that they got going on there. Uh, Coop, we're looking at the Thursday night football game here. Uh, their pick on sale is Cooper Cup over half a receiving yard. So if you haven't already taken advantage of their promo picks, you can certainly plug that one in as part of your two-pick play. Uh, I liked the Cooper Cup reception yards anyways going over. 72 and a half receiving yards. I was at 1.75 X. Uh, the Saints pass defense obviously has taken a hit with Lattimore uh, out of their lineup. And we've seen a lot uh, from this passing offense here uh, for the Rams in recent weeks. But since Cooper Cup is also their pick on sale and you can't always double up, I'm going to go with Stafford over 247 and a half passing yards as well. Uh, he's gone over that total now in three straight weeks here. Like him at home, just been throwing the football a ton. And if this game is at all competitive, uh, then we're going to see a little bit of a back-and-forth action here. It's just a four-and-a-half point spread with a 46-and-a-half game total that's on the rise. This game opened at a 44 total. So thinking Stafford's going to be throwing the ball a lot. I'm liking the connection Stafford to Cup. So if you haven't already used uh, the promo pick there, you can use the Cooper Cup over half receiving yards. Otherwise, I like Cup over 72-and-a-half receiving yards, and I like the Stafford over 247-and-a-half passing this week. Yeah, I like to make multiple, honestly. that I've – the more I've gotten used to using this, and it's actually so convenient because it's right where a lot of my leagues are anyway. It's right where the Bourbon Bowl League is that uh, Howard Bender's team, his terrible team, beat my team somehow this week. Oh, so, man. so it's right in there so I can look at that every time I go in there to make my picks. I still have teams alive on, on Sleeper. Uh, but, yeah, so I like to make a couple. So I'll make one. Uh, with, with, with some of the bonus ones, like the Cooper Cup one, there's a cap on how much you can put on it. So what I like to do is I like to, to do the promo one, and then I'll do another one where I try and juice up the multiplier, like yours, for instance, Cooper Cup 1.75x, you yeah. can combine those all the way up to 100x. So I've done a few of those, not all the way to 100, but I've gotten up there where you know the payouts are crazy if everything hits. And then I like to do a couple other ones that are a lot more realistic, a lot more grounded in reality. And the beauty of this site versus some of the other ones is that you can go under on certain things that other sites never let you do. Like a lot of, you know, some of the, uh, some of the sites with touchdowns, you can only pick that they're going to score. Whereas right. on, on this one, they'll give you 0.5 touchdowns and you can pick that they're not going to score. So I look at one this week, Jimmy Graham, anytime TD, it's uh, you can pick for him to have one or not have one. If you pick for him to score one, it's it's 3x, but you can just pick for him to not score a touchdown at 1x. I mean, I know he scored four touchdowns, but he only has six receptions on the year. Like, what are the odds of this guy actually scoring just getting one target every they week and scoring a touchdown? Zone, right? like that's I know, they but, but they also have Taysom Hill in the red zone. They also have Alvin Kamara, right? Chris Olave will hopefully be back. Juwan Johnson's not a schlub. I just don't foresee this guy coming out and just – and the cat's out of the bag now. If you see Jimmy Graham on on the cover, him. On, <laughs> cover him right, like you know what they're doing. So I'm actually taking the most boring pick possible and saying Jimmy Graham anytime TD less at one X and just you know put throwing that in and combining it and it feels like a free square to me. Just to, yeah, okay, I mean, Jimmy Graham is not going to score. You know, that's like the lowest multiplier they they offer on sleepers. So it uh, tells that's you what the, what the odds are for him uh, to actually score. But no, right, like we've said this for 
15 years now, right? Jimmy Graham's not out there to block. If he's out there right. in the red zone, he's going to go out there and so try to catch pass. Cover him, okay? Enough of this. Enough of this business. It's it's bothering me. I got too much yeah. Alvin Kamara, right? Although it is funny. I, I usually root against Taysom Hill, so it is funny when anyone else scores besides Taysom Hill. But Agreed. this week I'll root against Jimmy Graham. So everybody, go ahead, scan that QR code, download Sleeper app if you haven't already. And if you have, just click that little money symbol in the middle of the screen. Make sure you use promo code VAULT3 when you sign up to get that $100 deposit match and take advantage of this week 16 offer. The Million Dollar Santa giveaway, obviously, is coming to a close soon. But Christmas is right around the corner. So get your tickets in now. Give yourself an opportunity to win some real real money that you can uh, withdraw and uh, you know, add, some, add for some gifts maybe for the post-holiday uh, season there give, give your give yourself the gift of being right about football and winning a little <laughs> bit of money right exactly. let's uh let's hit the chat real quick just some questions there yeah. i love what adam did in the chat here so, you know because it really helps us when you do put in the um the questions on the games we're talking about we'll just hit these questions real quick but appreciate you saying uh when we get to the chargers let us know but Easton stick that really does help us out we do go through every single game we do our best to answer as many questions as possible but let's hit the ones that came in early like brandon yeah brandon's first one here ferguson or waller that's a you question here koopa waller came back last week made some plays yeah it's all about your own level of risk averse or not jake ferguson's gotten eight targets in back-to-back-to-back games. So really, if you want to play it safe, go with Ferguson. If you look at your your matchup and feel like you need the extra juice, though, Darren Waller came back on only a 40% snap share, got six targets. And his matchups this week and next week are Eagles and Rams. What I would probably do, Brandon, is start Ferguson this week. And then if Waller goes out and plays like 80, 90% of the snaps and gets like eight, nine, 10 targets, then maybe you start Waller against the Rams, which is one of the best matchups for a tight end. Agreed. Best time to have Waller in your championship week there against uh, the Rams. For sure. For uh, Brandon here again, follow up question. Um, oh, is this a, oh, this is a longer, so it's Ferguson or Waller? Okay, no, second question. Yeah, yeah second question. Aaron, Swift, Jones, Robinson, sit two here. I mean. Uh, I like Aaron Jones a lot this week. Uh, AJ yeah. Dillon may not play again with that broken hand. Uh, great spot for him against, uh, in, in the Packers matchup this week. Uh, sit two though. I'm probably going to send Brian Robinson Brian Swift Robinson for one. Yeah, Swift is the uh, the other one. Swift against the Giants this week, right? That yeah, got? that's that's probably what I do. I'm starting okay. Kamara and Mixon. Okay, uh, that's fine by me. Again, they're all very close. Great drafting, Brandon. Got a lot of depth yeah, there. Good squad. Uh, Britt saying hi. What's up, Britt? How are we doing today? I think you were. Are you in a coupon alarm? Fantasy She's filling today? in for alarm fantasy football. We're doing a little bit of holiday party today. Holiday. See which which NFL players as holiday characters will attend our party. We're gonna have a little fun today. If you haven't checked out Brit's therapy session show from the Brit's Fantasy Blitz, go check that out on Monday. Uh, the recap is on YouTube. That was a that was a fun show to watch. There, oh, fun. So yeah, gotta check that out. Smokey the Cat's been in Cancun. Oh, nice. I wonder where you were, Smokey. What's up, dude? Nice. Enjoy the nice weather there. Uh, Adam wants to know, obviously, uh, Easton stick to support at least 15 PPR points for Cannon Allen if he plays. Uh, I mean, they got all that garbage time last week. That's where, like, Quinn Johnson and uh, they had a big play to Joshua Palmer. I don't know if I would do that. The problem is you have Lockett Brown and Curtis Samuel. Now, I don't really love Noah Brown uh, against Cleveland. Lockett's not bad. He's been getting the good target share, but hasn't popped. Uh, this is a good matchup, I think, for uh, Seattle this week. And then Curtis Samuel, a lot of people I know are big fans of him uh, in the Washington matchup this week uh, for uh, for the uh, Commanders. Uh, I guess we don't know who the quarterback's going to be quite yet if they've officially made the change to Kobe Brissett or if they're going to go back to Sam Howell here. But what are uh, so your thoughts? I, 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 did, I did read a quote from Ron Rivera where he basically said, you know, 
and coaches have done this at other positions. They rarely do it at quarterback, but he basically said he was like, the game was out of hand and he was getting beat up out there. And we just decided to preserve him a little bit and just take him out. So that tells me he's still the starter. And they were just like, look, there's no sense getting this guy hurt against, you know, against the pass rush and stuff. So they took him out. He's going to be the guy again. The one that you have to wait on. He, the thing is, if CJ Stroud is out, which we think he's going to be, I'm not starting Noah Brown. No. So I think it's uh, Lockett against the Titans is where I would go because Washington's mm-hmm. got the Jets. I know the slot receiver versus the Jets has been the way to sort of attack them, but Washington in New York this weekend doesn't seem all that fun. Um, Agreed. So it might have to, might have to be Lockett, or you just like play your studs and just hope Keenan Allen gets 16 targets against Buffalo. Like I don't know. Like it's, right. uh, doesn't yeah. feel great though having Easton stick there at the at the quarterback position. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that much. Um, and Joku or Waller for recon, a little tougher question here. That's Joku's easy, a monster. Uh, and Joku is just you have to you can't go away from Joku right now, especially he's going to get against the Texans, which has been an easy matchup. He got four. Uh, I mean, he got fourteen targets last week, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, dude, he's been. A, yeah. I, I texted you and Howard Bender. I was like, who would have thought? Uh, David and Joku is going to end the year potentially with like 900 yards receiving. You know the way the season. I don't know. Uh, there was a there was an article on Fantasy Alarm. I mean, if you just Google David and Joku league winner, see what comes up. See if anybody <laughs> wrote an article like that. Maybe like a couple weeks ago, in fact. Right. Uh, <laughs> any quarterback not named Deshaun Watson has done nothing but throw the ball to David and Joku, and Joe Flacco is throwing more than anybody in Cleveland has thrown this season per game. So, gotta love those pass attempts uh, going his way. Uh, he's got a follow-up question here. Uh, Josh Allen, Mixon, Swift. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown, Jefferson Waddle, and Joku. You bring Justin, uh, Jonathan Taylor off the bench uh, to play someone in that lineup instead. So basically play Jonathan Taylor over Mixon, Swift, I guess. I mean, so that's the thing. If Taylor is good to go, it's a thumb injury. And I think he it shouldn't have – like it's not like he hasn't been able to get on the treadmill. No, I might, yeah. I might, go, in, I might go with him over – Colts got the Falcons this week. Um, the uh, Mixon has the Steelers, and Swift has the Giants. Yeah, I might start him over Swift, but okay. maybe not even. I don't know. That's that's close. Yeah, I mean, he, the Taylor should get a lot of the work. Obviously, Moss is even there now, so right. um, if he's active, I'm fine going over uh, going over Swift there. Mixon, obviously, the numbers haven't been great on a per carry basis, but he is getting some touchdown potential, and now no Jamar Chase. Could lean on him a little bit more here, so I don't mind that. Love or Tua is a question. I'm going to go Tua this week. Twitch home, gang. Twitch glasses. Home against the Cowboys to me uh, is where I'm going to go for Tua this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hopefully Tyreek plays. Last lineup uh, playing Gino, Bijan, Cook, C.D. Godwin. Do I stand a chance against him? Uh, yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, I'm not sold on Keenan or Godwin. I mean – Gino. Each on Robinson had like seven carries last week. Geno Smith might not play. Ferguson's boring. He's good, but he's boring. Yeah, I think you're I think you're fine. Uh, I would say you have more than a chance with Amon Ross St. Brown, Justin Jefferson, and Jalen Waddle. I think you're more than okay there. Would you trust Aaron Jones in your playoffs? Um, uh, also play Howell Heineke uh or Chandler in the Superflex. Uh yes, I'm trusting Aaron Jones this week. And I'll go. I mean, Chandler's been great. It's just a, such a bad matchup for him. Uh, what are your thoughts? I don't like Howell I'm, against I'm, the Jets. I'm going – well, yeah. I mean, you're not going to start Heineke, though. So, I mean, I, to me, me, if Alexander Madison is out, maybe you go Chandler. If Madison's in, you got to start a quarterback, and I'm probably still just going to start mm, – I'm probably still just going to start Howell. Okay. 
Yeah, just I mean, it's just a, in in New York. It's such a bad spot for that team. Gross, so yeah. um, let's get into our game by game breakdown. Maybe yeah. we'll, uh, we'll come to a different uh, determination as we think more through that spot here. Uh, third time matchup is the Saints versus the Rams. Rams are given four to forty six game total here. Um, I like the the Rams offense right now. Stafford has been great. Uh, even if not even efficient at times, he's just throwing a ton, throwing for touchdowns was his rate. It's really bringing a lot of value to those fantasy managers that held on to Puka and Cup and Kyron and all that crew here. So uh, they're all pretty strong. But what are your thoughts on the Saints side of the ball? Yeah, I mean, just a, real quick on the Rams. We talked about it in the sleeper segment. With Cup versus Nakua, Cup plays more slot. Nakua plays outside, and Alante Taylor's in the slot there. So we do love Cup. If you're somebody that had both Cup and Nakua, which is a lot of people because, you know, naturally you pick, yeah. you know, People that had Cup are more inclined to pick up Puka Nakua. I would start Cooper Cup if you had to pick between the two. On the Saints side, I'm just so glad that Taysom Hill only had five yards and everyone is – all the Taysom Hill people just go away. And I still had people this week, John, that had a bye week last week and they are like, Taysom Hill? And I'm like, what do you think, dude? What do you think I'm going to say to that? Like, yeah. he's, he's dealing with a foot injury. He just had five yards total. Five yards. Like, you can't trust that guy. Uh, Chris Olave, start him if he plays. The other guys, it's a little bit dicey. I was going through, and they didn't really let anybody play the whole game. Uh, so we thought that it would be like, okay, everybody's hurt, so Chris Olave will play the whole game. They still kind of viewed him as a field stretcher, right? So you had yeah. 60, 62 offensive snaps. The leader in snaps among the pass catchers was Lynn Bowden with 37, so almost half the game. Of 32 routes, Lynn Bowden ran 15. So Rashid Shahid is the guy I do trust the most, but they really don't trust that guy's blocking at all. So he's always going to miss some snaps. If you have to start anybody at Shahid, yeah. I don't trust A.T. Perry, Juwan Johnson, any right. of those other guys. It's basically Kamara Shahid, that's it. Yep, I agree with you. This is a good matchup for tight ends, though. So you don't think that Juwan Johnson might find his way into some increased production this week? Again, 32 routes available. He only ran 16 because what they're doing is they're mixing and matching based on. So Foster Moreau is now the de facto starting tight end, right? right? He played 45 snaps. Juwan only played 27, but Foster Moreau is such a clunky blocking tight end. He only ran 13 routes. So mm -hmm. it's like 13 routes for Juwan, 14, right. sorry, 13 routes for Foster, 14 for Juwan. Even if you could combine them into one player, I'm not sure I'd start him. So okay. I just, I can't trust him, man. I can't That's trust fine. him. Uh, let's move on to the Saturday slates here again. This is a weird week where we have a Thursday, Saturday. We have three Mondays on Christmas Day. Uh, mm -hmm. So they really broke up the slates this week. I wish, I wish we had three Saturday games again. Three Saturday is just right. I think Wasn't it right? right? Like it really made the day feel go by quick, right? It, it was great, especially when the Saturday. first one went to overtime too. Yeah. Cruise, we kind of cruised right in there, man. I like that. Uh, Bengals minus two at the Steelers. Uh, total game here, 37. Again, no uh, no Jamar Chase here for Cincinnati. Uh, Browning's still looking pretty good. Uh, what's your overall thoughts on Cincy in this matchup? Yeah, so, I mean, like, you just got to you boost up Higgins a little bit. You boost up Boyd. I'm not touching any of the other wide receivers. Maybe in DFS you can start Trenton Irwin if you want to do a little dart throw. My question is, Tanner Hudson really has only run, like, 10 routes a game. With Chase out, does he get a little bit of boost here to be viable? I mean, it's a great matchup, right? Like we're talking uh, – oh, sorry. It's not actually a great matchup. Sorry. I was looking at the Bengals side as a great matchup. Yeah. The Steelers are not a good matchup. So, But, I mean, if this guy gets a little more usage, he could easily be viable because he's you – know, when he runs like – 
you know, 10, 13, 14 routes, he gets five, six targets. Last week, he ran almost 20, he ran 23 routes. So maybe Tanner Hudson's on the menu. Definitely in DFS for a Saturday slate. Yeah. But he's just a guy that gets targets when he's on the field, man. Like he's that. on the field that gets targets. So I think if you're doing a Saturday-only slate where you're just picking from those two games and you're not going to spend up on Dalton Kincaid, I think Tanner Hudson's absolutely a pretty viable play. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm in agreement with you there as well. Here, Steelers side, they're going with Mason Rudolph. We know what that looks like. Uh, the Bengals defense is not good though, so I'm not really like loving Mason Rudolph as a quarterback option. I just don't know what to make of like the skill position players because I feel like you could get some production out of Deontay Johnson or these running backs here um, this week, just given how poor Cincinnati's defense has been. Right, and I'll tell you what, with Mason Rudolph here. Uh, do you ever watch Arrested Development, John? Yeah. You know when he looks in the fridge and the bag says dead bird inside and he opens it and he goes, I don't know what I expected. <laughs> like that's what it's going to be like if you start guys on the Steelers this week. If, right. you know, it goes the way we think it's going to. Because it's, it's not like they can just bring in Kenny Pickett. If, right. if Mason Rudolph stinks, you're going to get Mitch Trubisky back in there where it's, are we, like, it's either bad. Basically, they're taking a shot on it being somehow slightly better, but it could be even worse. And it's if what the it, Patriots do with, with Mac Jones. Right. If, if it's bad, they have to go back to bad. Yeah. Right. So it's just kind of rough, man. Like, so, and the, which the really tough part is that last time Pat Farmey played this team with Kenny Pickett, he had nine catches for 120. So the upside is there. It's yeah. possible. Maybe a DFS play, but I'm not, just, I'm not doing it in my playoff matchups. I can't. I agree. Um, how are you doing the running backs, Warren, Najee? I think, you know, you got to go with Warren just because he got virtually every pass snap last week, virtually every one, which led to him having just more overall plays. So I'm, I, if I have to pick between the two, I'm picking Warren for sure. Okay. Uh, moving down into that next game here uh, on, on the slate, we have the Bills giving 11. Uh, they're on the road here against the Los Angeles Chargers with a 44-game total. Uh, again, obviously the Chargers offense is, is in a bit of a disarray. Easton Stick at quarterback. Uh, that defense just got blown out. But do you trust the fired coach narrative that Howard Bender continues to preach uh, year after year? Uh, do, do the Chargers stand a chance of covering the spread here? Yeah, I mean, the thing is with these the fired coaches, I mean, I, I've gone back and forth on some of them because, like, the fired coach narrative, of course, is that they come out, cover the spread, because a lot of times when the teams fire the coach, they do. But this is not a good matchup, man. So I don't know. I I would bet on the Bills to win pretty handedly here. Right. And they the other 65 points, the Raiders, right. so. the other, the other narrative for fired coaches is that a lot of times what they do is that they lean into the veterans and the star players, right? Because you bring in the interim coach and he doesn't want to rock the boat, obviously. So you look at the Raiders and when they fired the coach, it was just, you know, Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. And it was, you know, they got a ton of targets, right? Mm-hmm. And the interim coach even said, I know who the good players are. That's why he got so many targets. The problem here is that Ke- Kellen Moore reportedly, has been the one that has been calling for the split kind of for Austin Eckler. So I don't know if we see that change, but I think that if if Keenan Allen were to play, then they probably would lean on him, but I'm just trying to avoid all that. I'm just hoping that the Chargers can keep it competitive enough that so that Diggs and Kincaid can have a bounce back game. Because if you look at last week's game versus the Cowboys, Cowboys didn't compete. They didn't compete at all. So the bills only threw 15 times. It at least it won't be cold and wet in Los Angeles, but I mean, there is the the possibility that just another game where James Cook puts the team on his back, right? Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. You can certainly run on the Chargers. We've seen that highlight over and over again that I sent you uh, of the Lions' offensive line, literally moving the entire Chargers' right. defense like two yards back immediately as soon as the ball was snapped uh, on the David Montgomery touchdown run. I and mean, that's just how bad their 
their defensive uh, core is there on run defense. So um, I can see a lot of James Cook this week. Definitely going to be your highest roster play, I think, uh, on this two-game slate for Saturday. Moving on over to Sunday, we have the Colts versus the Falcons. Quarterback change here in Atlanta. Falcons are one-and-a-half-point home favorites. I don't know what to think about that right now. Uh, but Taylor Heineke is your new quarterback. Uh, the Colts here, potentially without Michael Pittman, uh, Jonathan Taylor might return. What's your overall thoughts here on this matchup? Yeah, I mean, without Michael Pittman, we're going to probably see DJ Montgomery play that split end role and maybe probably maybe see some extra two tight end sets. I'm, Dave Montgomery, DJ Montgomery could be a DFS play, but I just think we probably see a little more Alec Pierce, a little more Josh Downs than usual in terms of targets. So move those guys up just a little bit again. But, you know, uh, Pittman was the guy that we could truly trust. Like Alec Pierce isn't all of a sudden going to be a star just because Michael Pittman's out. So just be careful with all those players, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. Um, on the Falcon side, do we think, uh, you know, we, we saw the Arthur Smith press conference, looked a little depressed to Taylor Heineke and still new life into this offense? Yeah, I'll tell you what. For DFS purposes, I'm definitely going to have Kyle Pitts in the tight end article this week because that's the kind of high risk, high reward play we want to make. Like from the very beginning of the year, I said, here's the hope. We're hoping that Kyle Pitts' knee gets right after having offseason surgery, MCL surgery, and we're hoping that maybe Taylor Heineke takes over and we get better quarterback play down the stretch. Now, unfortunately, it's happening in the middle of fantasy playoffs, but before this last washout game, the two games before, Kyle Pitts was running 90% of the routes, right? And maybe mm -hmm. Taylor Heineke is better than Desmond Ritter because when Taylor Heineke played earlier, Pitts was playing like half the game. So I am interested in Pitts, London, Bijan, especially in DFS, in your – in your real fantasy leagues, you have to ask yourself, can I afford to like, will I be able to live with myself if I lose because I started Falcons with Taylor Heineke quarterback? If you can, right. if you can, if you can deal with the downside, then there's a lot of upside to be had there. If not, then maybe you would want to start a safe guy. That's why we go through and say like, okay, you know, ask yourself, you, we know the deal with Kyle Pitts where his floor is low, but his ceiling is high. We know the deal with Dallas Goddard where his floor is high, but his ceiling is like medium, right? So you got to ask yourself what kind of person you are, what kind of team you have, what kind of team you need to win, right? right. And then that's how you decide between those two guys because it's it's a uh, just ranking them back to back without considering those things is an impossible task. Agreed. Um, Packers given four and a half at Carolina, 36 and a half game total here. Uh, Packers wide receivers are beat up a little bit, which is one of the reasons I like Aaron Jones played 48% of the offensive snaps in his return from injury. And AJ Dillon is still uh, potentially out of this one. A great spot to run the football. And, uh, assuming he comes out of this week of practice healthy, I think we'd see increased snap count from Aaron Jones in this game. I think it's really going to be a battle of the two running backs. Another 20 plus carry week from Chuba Hubbard, third straight week for him here. I think you just see Jones and Hubbard take over the spot. Yeah. So uh, Adam Brunchen in the chat, uh, let, me, let me know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Adam, if it's Brunchen or, or Brunchen. Uh, but Adam, he says, so you're surprised to see where I'm ranking Aaron Jones, especially, especially against Carolina. Uh, I know he commented in Coop's corner. I'm going to check that out on Discord after the show. Uh, but I do think I might have Aaron Jones a little too low. I have him at running back 23 right now, John. Uh, the reason I have him a little bit yeah. low is that he picked up all the run work, which is good for this matchup, but he gave up half the pass work to Patrick Taylor. They mm -hmm. don't, they didn't give him the full workload here, but I think I probably do need to move him up. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking around. Uh, would you start him over Ty Chandler? This week? Yeah. Chandler's got a really, really mm -hmm. bad matchup. Uh, and Kenneth Walker also has a bad matchup. So probably ahead of Kenneth Walker, Derek Henry. 
<laughs> I mean, it's a great matchup for Henry, but the man had what nine yards on 15 carries last week. So right. that's what I'm saying. So I think in PPR, at least I'm going to move him ahead of Henry. Uh, Chuba Hubbard in this game as well. No, I think I keep Chuba ahead of him. Yeah. Josh Jacobs, if he plays against the Chiefs, uh, I would keep Jock- Jacobs ahead of him. And then I've got Devon A. Chain and David Montgomery ahead. I think I'd play him over Montgomery. Achan is tough because he also splits a workload. Right. But you know, if they if if the Dolphins just go on the ground here, uh, you know, that he could maybe find some success. I might I might put Jones over Achan just because again, I think if Dylan's out, and we talked about this last week, you know, when he when Jones has first come back from his injury games, he's always been limited a bit here. Um, if now we're in game two. And he comes through without any limitations, and there's no Dylan again. I would anticipate him to see a larger snap share right. this week and a really good spot. So I think I would have him over H and yeah. Yeah, uh, he, he, he played 29 snaps out of 60, and Patrick Taylor played 26. Yeah. And I think you're right. This that I think that was my hesitancy. Hesitancy was looking at that and seeing, oh, you know what? They did split it pretty evenly. Patrick Taylor got a lot more pass downs. Patrick Taylor played 24 pass downs. Aaron Jones played 15, but. The routes run weren't far off, so yeah, maybe I probably will move. Uh, yeah, I think Jones probably should move up again. Jones is the cover of the watch list this week. I, I think he's in a in a great right, spot. We'll move him up. We'll get him moved up. I'll do that today. I'll do that right uh, now. Uh, Browns Texans the next game here. Texans are given two and a half. It's a forty two and a half game total. As we've already talked about, uh, sorry, the Texans are getting two and a half in this one. Uh, it was that they were giving the two and a half, but now since the uh, the Strat news has come out, right. uh, that line has since moved drastically in the other direction here. Um, so no Stroud this week is the expectation. Nico Collins is still hurt. Uh, Brown's defense, uh, dealing with its own run of injuries here, but I still think they're good enough in this matchup against, uh, Case Keenum. And we, we touched upon David and Juku already a little bit, but Amari Cooper had the big touchdown catch last week as well. Yeah. I mean, Joku has been so dialed in. It's hard to go away from him. I know it still feels a little dicey with him. It always does, but uh, this isn't a team. The, the thing with Njoku, when he has the bad games, it's typically because the other team has one or more superstar pass rushers, right? And I think Will Anderson, he's, he, we think he's going to be a good player, but I think he's a little banged up right now, if not uh, potentially in line to miss this game. So, I mean, I really don't think there's any situation where they they ask Njoku to stay in for a good right. chunk of the game like they have in the past. So I think Njoku is going to be fine. I'm willing to start. Amari Cooper, I'm willing to start Elijah Moore in the right spots. Uh, Cedric Wilson, Cedric uh, Tillman is more of just like a DFS dart throw because he's the field stretcher, right? He plays a lot of snaps, but uh, he needs to hit the home run ball. I mean, it's not it's not a bad DFS play, but I don't mind starting a lot of Browns. I'll start Jerome Ford, you know? Yeah, the running good. game was not good last week. Um, you know, both Ford and Hunt um really struggled in that, in that matchup against Chicago. Chicago's obviously had a tougher run defense, uh, but Houston just held the, the Titans in check running the football. So I, I agree with you. If you have Ford, you're going to play him this week unless you have other options. Um, but I don't love the running game as nearly as yeah. much as I did previously now that Flacco's thrown 45 times a game. Right. So. And I, a big another big thing that you have to keep an eye on is that Joel Batonio left the game last week. That's We're talking – Pro Bowl, All Pro caliber lineman for the for the Browns. He left the game. If he says he's feeling better, but if he's not going to play this week, then that's a huge hit to the run game. And I'll definitely be moving Jerome Ford down. Yep. Um, anybody on the Texan side of after Keenum? Like, do you like any of the receivers? No. 
Yeah, now with the matchup, now with the matchup change, I guess you can go with Noah Brown where you must because he's you know especially if uh, you know especially if the same quarterback is going to play because last week he got eleven targets. Dalton Schultz, I do not love in this matchup. Devin Singletary against the Browns, kind of dicey. Although Singletary got like all the work. Damian Pierce is just phased out. I don't know what is going on with him, man. But he doesn't even play. He doesn't play. It's not even that he's playing and he's playing bad. And it's not even like he's playing as much as Tyler Algier. I'm talking Devin Singletary played 58 snaps last week and Damian Pierce played four. Mm-hmm. So he's just not involved. Not one bit. So what are you going to do? It's a hot hand, Chanahan's coaching tree, and they're going with the hot hand. That's Singletary. Uh, Seahawks giving two and a half at Tennessee this week. Uh, game total 41 and a half here. Uh, Drew Locke obviously led the game-winning drive against Phillies. You know, kind of looked okay uh, at times for them, connecting with uh, JSN. You have Geno Smith potentially available to return. Um, we know we can throw all over to the Titans' defense here, and they have three very good wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to start all of Metcalf, Lockett, and JSN now. They're using a ton of three wide receiver sets. They're really not throwing the ball to Noah Fant and Colby Parkinson and Will Disley in any capacity that would matter. Like they give them each a kind of you know little whatever target every once in a while, but they're not really choking up any any targets. And the running backs aren't really that much either. So the pass attack really does go through three guys, which you know, and to put honestly, JSN, he's not Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd has been a very good player, very good career, but at this stage, he's not really breaking off big chunk plays. He's not scoring, you know, 30-yard game winners with, you know, 30 seconds left or whatever like JSN. So I put JSN in a different tier than I do. Like, you can take some of these slot guys. I know the upside isn't crazy high because we know how it works with the slot, but you can take guys like Jaden Reed and JSN and put them right behind all the full-time guys ahead of the other like the part-time guys that we know are just mediocre and you can honestly put them ahead of some of the full-time guys like yeah you know alec pierce so i don't mind starting jsn uh you know and drew lock great story but they've already kind of said that geno smith is a starter so if geno smith yeah. is healthy it's going to go back to him i really enjoyed watching drew lock and hearing him after the game talk about how much how what that game meant to him. I love right. that stuff, man. It reminds you that these are human beings and that football is awesome. Well, I mean, Gina, I mean, Drew Locke almost with the, a similar story to Gina, right? Like the league sort of right. just like ruled him out, you know, didn't, didn't consider him to be a viable play. All of a sudden, Gino wins the starting job last year, and now look where he is today. It could be a trajectory that uh, Drew Locke eventually finds himself following there as well. Uh, Titans offense, anybody for you? I mean, again, Derek Henry looked terrible last week. Uh, Hawkins had a tough day. Is there anyone in particular you're keying in on here? If uh, you know Jamal Adams is out, does Chickaconco become more appealing to you? Uh, you? These teams scare me because once you get eliminated from playoffs, we've seen it from time to time where they'll go out and, and play live tryouts and say, hey, you know what? Who's going to be part of this team moving forward? Right, And they look and say, okay, let's see. Kyle Phillips, what do you got? Nick Westbrook-Akine. Josh Wiley versus Chickaconquo. Maybe they let Malik Willis play because Ryan Tannehill, uh, it's Tannehill versus Willis. Uh, Will Levis has a high ankle sprain. He might not even play, John. I'm not sure yeah. if you have an update on that, yeah. but I mean, it just makes me. And you know, DeAndre Hopkins. There's there's certain guys in the league that I will say they have been categorized as attitude red flag guys, right? Like Michael Thomas. We know that when they're eliminated, he might getting his feelings a little bit. DeAndre Hopkins playing on an eliminated team could have attitude problems. I've seen Mike Wallace. Remember Mike Wallace? He walked off in the middle of a game, dude. Like some of these guys, they they are willing to sit back and say, you know what? 
why am I doing this? So I don't know. I do worry about DeAndre Hopkins to that degree uh, in a situation like this. So I'm trying to avoid all the Titans if I can. Yeah. I'm with you there. All right, let's move on down here. Commanders versus the Jets, a terrible game to watch. Uh, Jets are somehow giving three uh, in this matchup at the 37 and a half game total. You know, what do you like in this spot? Again, the Jets have a really good pass defense and they're at home. Commanders give up more sacks than everybody. I mean, what are we, what are we doing here? If you got to start a player, I think it's got to be Curtis Samuel because he's the gadgety underneath gets a carry every once in a while type guy. And that's how teams have had success against this defense it's doing the play action and gadgety stuff over the middle like that's how Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill got away with it that's how Keenan Allen had 80 yards it's like you got to just try and figure figure out where uh you got to figure out where Sauce Gardner DJ Reed and Michael Carter are going to be in this zone and they do play zone 70 percent of the time and you have to scheme up some little trickery to get guys into those spaces and I think I definitely not going to put John Dotson out there against on the outside against these guys to do yeah. jump balls. That's not happening. So Curtis Samuel's a guy I, I trust. I, you can't trust Logan Thomas. Terry McLaurin, great game last week, but I mean, now they're going to be all over that guy. So I don't know. Curtis Samuel's the one I trust best from that side. And then on the Jets, it's, it's been the same thing. Like if you've had Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson on your team all year and you still can't figure out whether you, you need to start those guys or not, I don't. I don't know what I can tell you because I mean, this all has been terrible. I actually think Garrett Wilson is a viable play this week, given how bad the Commanders are. But he, um, he always he always is, and like, how on your team can you not look at who you have and who you have had, and right. not be able to say like, okay, do I have to start this guy or not? Because you never want to start. Like, is there's nobody out there that says yes, Garrett Wilson. Yeah. He's at least a wide receiver three, if not a flex right. play. I think this season, even on a week to week basis. But this is a matchup where. I mean, the Commanders again last week. Just let Cooper Cup was uncovered. How do you forget to cover Unco- Cooper Cup? I mean, nobody like, else on the screen, dude. Like, and, and they do that routinely. Routinely, yeah. the Commanders just lose guys that they shouldn't be losing. Right. DJ Moore had 200 yards against him. He's the only receiver the Bears have. How do you lose that guy? So it feels like Garrett Wilson's going to get lost at some point in this game. Uh, it's all about whether or not the Jets quarterback, whomever it may be, because Zach Wilson still a concussion protocol will be able to hit Garrett Wilson, but he will be wide open at some point this week. And I I like him in DFS and you got to play him at least in seasonal, uh, depending on what your roster looks like. For sure. He's like, so when I talked earlier about Jackson Smith and Jigma, where I said the full-time guys, and then you put these other guys like right at the top, Curtis Samuel, JSN, I think you still have to put guys like Garrett Wilson and Drake London ahead of those guys just for the upside. So it's like, they're the bottom of the star tier they're the bottom of the x receiver tier before you start saying okay you know what i'm i'm gonna start part-time players here so i think gary wilson still fits in there uh but you know that's the way it goes lions giving three in minnesota here it's a 47 game total i think this one's gonna be pretty good uh second highest game total on the board you and i talked last week like nick mullins is another quarterback where he has got gameplay experience got starter experience has success at the nfl level and he looked pretty damn good last week at times um, against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now the Bengals have a much worse defense than the Lions have. Um, but, you know, at least you should have some confidence that I don't think Mullins is going to go over there and completely throw up on himself uh, when he goes and starts, uh, like we've seen some of these guys come into the league. And the fact that he has Jordan Addison, he has Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson just makes it an easier experience for him as well. So I think this is going to be one of the funner games to watch of the week. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm fully on board with with – both teams in this one. I'm definitely starting Jefferson, definitely starting on Marossi Brown. A lot of these guys are just automatic starts. JJ, ARSB, 
Sam Laporta, like you don't TJ Hawkinson, you don't really even have to talk about those guys. No. And Jordan Addison, for me, he overtook KJ Osborne early in the year. KJ Osborne played over him in every single game that Justin Jefferson played. And then this past week, uh, you had 95% of the snaps for JJ, 91% for Addison, and then KJ Osborne was down around 60%. So the changing of the guard is here. Jordan mm-hmm. Addison is the guy that I'm going with. It's it's the rest of the Lions pass catchers that I'm not really in on. Yeah. Uh, for the Vikings, I will say, like, obviously, if you have Ty Chandler in, in Madison and continues to be out, you're going to start him in your in your fantasy leagues. It's just not the best spot to do so. The Lions do have a good run defense, but Chandler is involved in the passing offense, so maybe there's some upside for him there. So I wouldn't just expect a repeat of what we got last week because we know how bad the Bengals' defense is. This is a much different spot, but obviously you're still starting him uh, in your in your leagues this week. Yeah, absolutely. I'm fully in on that. Uh, I was just I was looking. Sorry, I'm distracted. I was looking at my rankings. I'll have to look at them afterwards. But I think there's I think the problem that brunch ran into in the chat is that there seems to be a glitch going on with my rankings. So I'll get uh, that. Do we have the out. wrong names selected again? No, I'll, I'll get it fixed in here. But it's showing it's showing like the completely wrong week, it seems. So, OK, well, we'll, we'll, back. We'll, we'll get that fixed for everybody it, it, there. It has my my rankings are actually if you want to see my rankings brunch, go look under Howard Bender's name. Because my rankings are showing up under under Bender, oh, and strange. and uh, that's where I have I ha- I have Aaron Jones ranked at like RB thirteen. That's okay. why I looked at the rankings there to myself. I was like, wait a second, I don't have him at twenty three. I have him much higher than that. Right. So my rankings are the uh, my rankings, rankings are under Bender. Yeah, and I gotta hit okay. them up and figure that out. We'll get those fixed then. Uh, Jacksonville versus Buccaneers, the four p.m. game. Uh, Buccaneers are giving one. We don't know Trevor Lawrence's status. I think that obviously if he gets ruled out that spread will move drastically in the tampa bay favor um if if it is cj bethard do you have any uh, feelings on etn ridley ingram or parker washington who's a pretty cheap dfs dark this week yeah then that's where i'd leave him because he he really didn't play a full snap share and they're not going to move him into the zay jones role they're going to move tim jones into that role that's what they've been doing tim jones is a much bigger player uh, Parker Washington still is just going to be like a part-time slot guy. So I don't love Parker Washington in, in that case. I know people like to get cute with stuff like that. Now is not the time. I think you can still start Ridley. You can start Engram, regardless of who the quarterback is, especially if Zay Jones is out. But Parker Washington, in my real leagues, I'm not going to do it. In DFS, I might. And Tim Jones, don't go there. Jamal Agnew, don't go I said, what about Jamal Agnew? He had some moments last season for us. He had a big, he had a big catch last week. Last week it was yep. the week to start him. You don't start him the week after the big random catch. He only sure. he only ran uh the, he only ran like ten routes on the day if that here I'll pull it up just to be sure but we're talking Jamal Agu played ten snaps and ran eight routes out of a possible forty nine so right. that's just not so enough. Who got the, who got the Zay Jones? Who's getting the Zay Jones now? Tim Jones. Okay, we'll uh, we'll, we'll check that out then uh, and uh, go on forward. Obviously, if Beathard's in, you got downgrade those guys probably a little bit anyways. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a good matchup against Tampa Bay. So um, given how bad their defense and some of the injuries they've had on the other side of this game, uh, we had the Baker Mayfield game through four touchdowns last week. Um, Rashad White's an interesting spot, right? So Rashad White, tough run defense against Jacksonville. However, as we've said all season long, no team allows more receptions to the running back position than the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Rashad White has caught 50 of the 55 targets that he's had this season. So I still think it's a full systems go for Rashad White this week. Yeah, I think in full PPR, you can rank him where you usually rank him because he's going to catch 
six, seven passes. They were letting up seven passes a week to the running back, and he's the only running back pretty much that does yeah, anything please. on the team. Yeah. Right. Like uh, uh, to put in perspective, Alvin Kamara got like 14 targets against this team. Even yeah. Joe Mixon, go back and watch the Joe Mixon game. Joe Mixon had like seven catches. Like that's just the way it goes with this team. So I have no problem starting Rashad White everywhere I have him. And I'm going to start Mike Evans everywhere I have him. And I'm going to start Chris Godwin. And Kate Otten is just like to forget about him because, you know, he plays a big snap share, but he's the third fiddle. And there were a few games where they leaned on him a little bit, but I'm starting to think that was mostly because at the time Godwin was dealing with a little bit of a neck issue. Then he had a yeah. knee issue. Godwin clearly based on last week is good to go. So K Dodd to me off the table to some degree. Yep. Yeah, I'm a, I'm in agreement with you uh, there uh, as well. I mean, even last week, Baltimore, not a team that throws that running back that often. Uh, Keaton Mitchell already had two catches on two targets before he unfortunately suffered that knee injury. So they were they were even throwing – even Baltimore was throwing to their running backs in the spot uh, against Jacksonville there. Uh, featured game of the week is Cowboys versus Dolphins. The Dolphins are giving one and a half at home. It's a 51 game total. Uh, but what do we think here? Obviously, the Dolphins have played really well at home. Dallas is coming off some tough losses. Uh, do you think they right the ship? Can they go at this Dolphins defense? How do you think this one plays out? Yeah, I mean, clearly Vegas is is – Chalking up last week versus the Bills as a fluke, as a weather issue, as, you know, game script, whatever it was, because mm-hmm. 51 points and a one and a half point over under, they're thinking shootout here. Like, you know, I know we've been tricked by that before just last week, but I can see the Cowboys having a big bounce back game here. So, I mean, you're starting CeeDee Lamb everywhere. Jake Ferguson, very safe start against the Dolphins. And then on the Dolphins side, obviously you're not starting Durham Smythe. You're starting Raheem Mostert everywhere. You're probably starting A-Chan, but they do. Mostert's got a nose for the end zone, so he's going to keep getting those touches. Uh, And then, you know, you're starting Waddle, and if Tyreek plays, you start Tyreek. That's Yeah, Tyreek should be good to go. Um, He he played last week, obviously, and then they said, like, they expect him to play. So um, at this point, he's just going for the record, I think. I think he he wants it bad. there. Um, yeah, Waddle's been a great spot. Obviously, you can play Pollard uh, against Miami here as well. Uh, Cardinals, Bears. Bears are giving four and a half. It's a 44 and a half game total here. Uh, you had some up and down performances out of Justin Fields in recent weeks. Uh, but Arizona, again, is a, is a get right game for most teams. I like both Fields and Kyler Murray in this game. This game has the potential to be really fun to watch. Like, if you can, there's three games on at four o'clock. If you can only have two on the T, if you have two TVs, I'm going Cowboys one. Cowboys, Dolphins on one, Cardinals, Bears on the other. Because I think this game could be fun with a lot of scrambling around and and potential big plays coming from that. Because the defenses are bad. The offenses are are capable of big plays. That's that's the thing, right? So I think Trey McBride's going to be just fine. Cole Komet, you know, start him where you have to. He's He's been okay, but the problem is he's blocked on 14.5% of his pass plays this year, which isn't good. And the real scary thing is that it's not consistent. If it was 14.5 and he was blocking on three or four pass plays every game, then I'd say, okay, you know what? Not that big a deal. The problem is some games he blocks on zero and some games he blocks on eight. The Raiders game he blocked on eight and he didn't catch a single pass. Mm-hmm. That's the scary part for Cole Komet. But, you know, some people just don't have the better options. So you can start them where you have to. Uh, as far as Cardinals pass catchers, if, if Marquise Brown is out, the player I like is Michael Wilson. Like Marquise Brown left with the heel issue last week. He didn't practice all week with the heel issue. Then he played and left the game. So I can't imagine he plays this week. Marquise, uh, Michael Wilson led the team with 65 snaps. I know he didn't catch any of his three targets, but we saw him have a two touchdown game earlier this year against the 49ers. Uh, You know, one more game of practice under his belt. That's the guy I'm betting on. 
that's fine. I don't mind that spot uh, for him. Uh, again, just a big upside for him there. The Bears defense has gotten a little bit better. Right. Um, you know, and I know obviously they gave up the big plays and they lost that game last week, but for a while there, they were holding down Flacco. They were causing turnovers. Um, so, yeah. you know, they, they, they could be on the up. They held uh, Sam Laporta to two bad games. Like, I think Trey McBride is used a little differently than Laporta, but mm-hmm. Eddie Jackson can cause some some trouble there so i don't know i'm still starting trey mcbride you can't go away from him right now but i would love if i would love if mcbride was playing like the Bengals this week or right the, exactly. or the broncos or something you know uh speaking of the broncos sunday night football matchup patriots are in denver for this one broncos are giving just six and a half which feels low but their offense kind of sucks it's a 34 and a half game total we know the patriots defense is still good yes they gave up points to the kansas city chiefs but i mean it's Patrick Mahomes. They still manage to sack Patrick Mahomes and get a couple of turnovers off of him here. The Broncos offense on the other side really hasn't been too impressive. Yeah, if Cortland Sutton keeps finding the end zone, but you know this could be a game where, again, we go under. I guess my question to you is for the Patriots offense, is Bailey Zappi good enough for fantasy where you know if Hunter Henry's active in this game, he's, he's a viable play, Demario Douglas? like How are you approaching the New England offense now with Bailey uh, Zappi as the quarterback? Yeah, I mean, you know, of course, the number one thing is Henry's health because he left the last game. But I mean, not only has Henry gotten obviously scored two touchdowns the week before, and then he scored one this past week and had another one that got called back right. on a you know on a penalty. So he almost scored four times over the last two weeks. But he called usage, back on a hold, so he had the touchdown. It's just a right. hold on the offense there. His usage has gotten better in general. So. Like he's, you know, running more routes, play he's run 27 routes each of the last two games, which, you know, isn't anything right home about for some players. But this guy in some of these games early on only ran like 10 routes. So Hunter Henry's moving up for me. I just have to see that he's fully healthy in a full go. If because, he's out, does Mike Kosicki move up the rankings for you then? No, because uh, Farrell Brown is playing well ahead of him. And Farrell Brown's not going to – like it's not like you're going to take – Gusecki and put him into Hunter Henry's role. The guys okay. that move up for me are Demario Douglas and like Devontae sure. Parker, probably. Okay. You know, like the thing is, it's like Hunter Henry, if he's not 100% fully healthy, I'm not going there because he's already kind of risky. I'm not going to compound my risk by starting a banged up guy that is also already kind of pretty touchdown dependent. Sure. Uh, what about the Denver side of things? Yeah, it kind of stinks for Javante Williams that his usage has been fine, but Patriots are quietly number one in DVOA against the run. So, and he hasn't really gotten, he hasn't, he's, he hasn't had more than three target, three receptions in a while, like in five, six weeks. He only has two games this year with four receptions, I'm pretty sure. Like, it's not like he, they're just going to throw it to him against this defense. So, I don't know. I, I'm really worried about Javante. You're starting Cortland Sutton. Jerry Judy's not even a full time player anymore, to be honest. Like, he didn't this past week. Uh, if you look at the the usage numbers, Court and Sutton ran like every route, right? Like he ran 35 of 36 routes. Jerry right. Judy only ran 24. And little Jordan Humphrey ran 21. So Jerry Judy, a guy we already didn't like, and now I definitely not interested. Yep, agreed. Um, let's go on over to these Monday night football games. Got a couple minutes left here. Long fantasy football still on schedule here today. Uh, guys, 2 o'clock, you'll have uh, Coop and Britt Flynn uh, taking you through there. So any questions we haven't gotten to today, uh, come back and make sure you tune into Alarm Fantasy Football. Uh, Raiders, Chiefs, Chiefs are given 10. Uh, I mean, what we saw out of the Raiders offense last week, that's that's more uh, of an indictment on the Chargers just getting rid of Staley, right? Like we're not expecting a big offensive output here, are we? 
Nah, dude. And I'll tell you what, like the the Kansas City Chiefs, in every single game that Mahomes has been with the Chiefs, they've scored at least 25 points and they average like 35. So I think this is going to be a get right game for Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey probably going to finish the season as a tight end one because he's got the, the, the Raiders this week. Next week, he gets the Bengals, which is a bottom two team. And then I know week 18, we don't count for fantasy, but he gets the Chargers. He played the Chargers earlier this year and he had what 12 catches for 179 yards and a touchdown like Travis Kelsey's again he's still Travis Kelsey so I'm starting him everywhere I have him I'm starting him this week I'm starting him next week if I have Trey McBride and Hawkinson or Laporta then the question is whether I start those guys at the flex not whether I start them over Travis Kelsey if anything I mean I guess because Kelsey plays on Christmas you can put the other guys in tight end but you're putting Kelsey in the lineup in the flex you start Travis Kelsey yeah 100% 100% here. Um, anything else you want to talk about? I mean, back situation? Any interest? Oh, in these games? Eh. Yeah. Okay. Zamir, Zamir White, if Josh Jacobs is out, otherwise you start Jacobs. But I, I'm a little worried about Kansas City. You start Pacheco if he's a full go, but you know. I mean, that's my thing, right? If Pacheco's active, you kind of have to put him in your lineup but right. uh, and void the other two, but you don't really know just how quickly they'll throw Pacheco back into the mix because uh, they haven't really given, it feels like, a lot of information on what he had. <laughs> Uh, surgery on there just you know, I, a, a shoulder procedure it's like i need okay. a, I, I need a guarantee on saturday that he's going to play because yeah. you know, I mean, you're gonna have decisions to make on saturday decisions to make on sunday you know you just need you might have to start guys over him if you don't know yep agreed uh giants eagles eagles give me 11 and a half obviously they've been on a little bit of a skid here lately but maybe the giants coming to town change that for him uh tommy cutlets fired his agent coop i don't know if you saw that we did uh, so they'll uh, so a little change there for uh, Tommy DeVito. Uh, that offense obviously did not look very good last week. Um, you know, we're, I don't think we like much of the Giants side in this matchup, right? Uh, no. Darren Waller, if he's a you know, full go, yeah. if you have to. I, I don't mind Waller there. But, yeah, Saquon's going to be a tough start. I, I ranked Zeke Elliott over Zay- Saquon. I ranked a few I guys over Saquon. Yeah, against yeah. the Broncos, it's a good matchup for Zeke here. Uh, Zeke a little critical of the Patriots offense last week. We'll see if that changes. Uh, tune Eagles, uh, bounce back spot. I think again, um, they just look to me like out of sync, you know, at times they look a little slow. Uh, it's a big point spread for a divisional matchup in a 42 and a half total, but, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not really sure what to think of Philadelphia right now. No. Yeah. I mean, I, this, this is going to be a good the thing is it doesn't even matter. Like we thought like, Oh, you know what? They're falling apart, blah, blah, but they face the giants, then the Cardinals, then the giants. So they're mm-hmm. going to just walk into the playoffs with the, uh, at least winning the division. So. Yeah. Uh, we'll go Monday Night Football here. Got a minute left, Coop. So quick thoughts, Baltimore 49ers. Yeah, I mean, this is not what we wanted championship, you know, like a playoff week, semifinal week, to have Isaiah likely facing a tough defense in the same game where Trey, uh, where George Kittle is facing a tough defense, but that's what we got here. We just got to hope this this game carries shootout potential so that everybody can eat, but uh, could be could be dicey. Could be dicey for sure. All right, everybody. Go check out Alarm Fantasy Football 2 o'clock today. Coop and Britt Flynn get you guys ready for Week 16 action. Uh, we'll be back live Sunday morning as well, live stream there, 9 to 10, and then 11 to 12. Me and Coop taking you in to the inactives. We'll catch you all later.